Welcome to Beyond the Noise. I'm Nathan. My name is Roy and thank you for joining us for episode four. This is the Christmas edition. Ooh. Ah, Christmas, Roy. That time for consumerism and increasing in the country's gross domestic product. I see what you did there. That's a literary device we call sarcasm. Yes, because that's absolutely not what Christmas is about. No, not at all. Christmas is about other things. Like Jesus. Ah, the Jesus. Definitely something that the Christmas is about. <laughs> Adding the in front of everything makes it funnier. It does. And gifts and community and joy. Yeah, for some people, not the other two. But Which other two? Community and joy. Do you, th- do you think people like community and joy? I think a lot of people are focused on gifts. Ah, so consumerism again. Yeah. Hmm. Do you have a favorite Christmas memory from your childhood, Roy? All I remember is just a lot of food, and when I mean all I remember, I mean up until the last Christmas. Food, sleeping, funny times with my family, no particular event. Did you you? sleep because of the food or separate to the food? Both. Yeah. What's your favorite story? Um, Nothing stands out, although when I was like very, very young, Christmas, um, there was a lot of... My my parents, I found, found they fought a lot. During Christmas, which is probably because of my dad had some post-war trauma <laughs> that he brought with him from, you know, That's Lebanon. Cool. Or it could have been because of the cost of my mum's gift purchasing, which was affecting him in some form of repressed anger or very obvious anger because <laughs> she was spending all his money. But um, let's deflect away from my family's deepest vulnerabilities and traumas. Yeah, you want to move away from that? Because, um, I mean, in truth, they don't fight much anymore, my parents. And mm. a big reason for that is Facebook. Fascinating. I thought we were moving away from your parents... Relationship. I just, I just got reminded that they've been happier since Facebook. Oh, good. How so? Well, thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> it's something I've dwelled on a lot, and it's something that I actually asked a lot of friends. But especially in my parents' community, all the couples are much happier and doing more with their lives after Facebook. And the only reason that makes sense is because they can show off how happy they are now. So fast. So that gives them a reason to have fun. A reason to exist, <laughs> which is why they all walk around on Facebook Live constantly. But oh. it, it's actually a very prominent mm. um, phenomenon because I've asked my friend, my parents live in a bit of a rural area, but mm. I've asked some of my friends in the city mm. and they've, uh, one of them has confirmed that his parents have also changed since Facebook. So much so that his parents recently went on a holiday together for the first time. That's hilarious. Which is, might be common for white people, but you know, when was the last time your parents took you guys on a holiday? Together? Yeah. Every year. Okay. Well, my <laughs> parents, we've never been on a holiday. But, anyway. but they've never gone together. Just them. Ah, so with the... Oh, of course not. That would anyway, be I want to backtrack to your story. Yeah. So basically what you're saying, the desire to impress and compete with other people... Has made them happier. <laughs> has elevated the status of your parents' relationship. Exactly. That's fascinating. If not internally, at least superficially. <laughs> and that's really all that matters. How people perceive. You know what they say? They say if, uh, if you act... Uh, you act a certain amount of times, eventually your intentions will follow. Yeah. Um, well, that is true. Mm. That is true. Sometimes you don't have to believe it. Just do it and eventually you'll believe it. Wow. That's, I keep telling myself, you have bigger muscles, you have bigger muscles. <laughs> in hope that things will change. Not quite, but okay. Um, what are we going to talk about today? To be honest, I wanted to get serious for a moment. As opposed to... Your premises. My, my premises, I'm not serious for the other moments, <laughs> but... Um, okay. I've heard it said that people actually get depressed around Christmas or holidays in general. It's weird. Mm. Because joy- Christmas is joyous for many, but depressive for a lot as well. Mm. Um, and before I tell you my thoughts on that, I was considering my experience. Now, I have an admission, right? 
I hate public holidays. Why? I feel there's too much pressure to have fun. Mm. Like everyone's always asking, what are you doing on a public holiday? Or uh, are you traveling? Or are you going to Bali? Are you baking some pottery? And uh, to be honest, um, it stresses me out. I feel like I miss ordinary time. <laughs> um, but I feel maybe that has something to do with it. Because, you know, everyone's with their families and their communities. Mm. Mm. On public holidays and for people who don't necessarily have those, that can be a time that can bring you down a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought maybe we can discuss the importance of communities okay, in respect to Christmas holidays or just, just the importance of them in general. Yeah, yeah. We, we come from some uh, a very strong, very tight-knit community and we often have a lot of celebrations during Christmas. And a lot of gossip, which comes <laughs> from tight-knit communities. We love gossip. Mm, okay, so where do you want to go with this? Well, a hundred or so years ago, people were more kind of entrenched in their churches and mosques and synagogues and, temp- and temples. And now, we've, as the world has become more secular and abandoned those faith institutions, um, it's not kind of just God that we've abandoned, but it's, it's what, with what come. It, it's sorry, it's with it's what comes with believing with God, which if, in God, which is community mm. and that sense of um, solidarity, solidarity and belonging and identity. Mm. Mm. That's a very important thing. It's uh, I often question, we've said this before, like if someone is not part of a particular religious institution, there are say perhaps in Australia, the RSO club has, has kind of replaced uh, the religious institution in the sense where that's their weekly go-to. But where, where they can like interact with other people and have a sense of community. Yeah, which falls short for, for obvious reasons. Yeah. So that that's probably why people get depressed around Christmas time because community gives people joy, right? Like it gives people somewhere to belong. Mm, And mm. you often people, you can define your identity Mm. by where you come from, which is where your community beyond the chicken schnitzel, beyond (laughs) beyond the 1750 chicken special. Yeah. 10% off if you remember. (laughs) Might I add as well, because I've experienced similar things during uh, Christmas and other uh, festive and serious holidays, yeah. uh, it, it, it's a time of reflection. You start to reflect on your own actions and, uh, and I often do that as well. So in a way, I'm not going to say it's a time of guilt, but it is a time for self-reflection. Yeah. And because it's such an important part and you really want to spend it with your loved ones, it, it does make you reflect on you, uh, whether you've been the best version of yourself and how you can uh-huh. improve moving forward as well. I think, I think if anything, that depression and that loneliness, that if, you, if anyone is out there feeling it, because I've felt it before, it's, it could spring you into growth, into wow. bettering your relationships, um, growing in your habits, being you know, yeah. more consistent. Because people often see kind of negative feelings as something that just happened for the sake of it, but they're not. The negative feelings are usually a precursor that something is happening, mm-hmm. something's going wrong in your life and you need to make a change. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's like a, a red, light signal, red light signal saying, stop. Um, you need to realign and go in a different direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's positive. Yeah. But on a larger scale, what has this lack of community in today's world, like what has it led to that we can see that's been happening in the last 10 years even? Because um, I've noticed a few things. Mm. You know how people lately have, well, there's a few things that are happening. Firstly, that everyone's become very bipartisan. They're either strongly left or strongly right because that's giving them sense of belonging and identity i identify with this group i identify with that group and that's because they have no other sense of belonging or community or identity Mm. anywhere else that we used to previously get from our churches or synagogues or mosques or temples um so i think that's why people kind of have become a lot more polarized i see would you agree with it 
Yeah, yeah. So, but, but bipartisan in the sense that it's very much I'm this or I'm that. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Okay. Um, and another thing is that there's obviously some weird sexual revolution where people are trying to find, you know, I feel lost and I feel I'm lacking fulfillment. And instead of going and finding that outside of yourself, which is what you should do, because we should always be looking outwards. Um, they're looking inwards. You know, maybe I'm not a male. Maybe I'm not a female. Maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm not attracted to this. Maybe I'm attracted to that. So I think that's probably something, mm. maybe uh, if not a direct, a looser connection with the lack of community, a lack of belonging, a lack of identity, which you get from outside of yourself. People are looking into the inside because they no longer have that mm. external source of peace and joy and fun and friendship. That they get yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to get this straight, then, as as time has evolved, particularly the last social changes in the over, let's say the last hundred years, we're seeing people are withdrawing from uh, traditional religious communities, and then they find themselves lost. And then, the desperate times, they're looking for answers in in the places that we would have never have even guessed or thought to look, which yeah. is in, inside internally into their own sexuality. And I'm not saying in, internally, uh, our, our internal existence does tell us a lot about ourselves, but I think it finds its kind of its solidarity and its connection with the people around us. Exactly. Funny, funny story. No man is an island. No man is. I love that. No man is an island. So I was at, um, I was at uh, church. We were kind of celebrating, preparing rather for for the for Christmas for the birth of of Jesus. Now, w- without making this. Uh, very personal towards Christian people, but I, I do want others to kind, kind of get where I'm going with this story. I was, we were sitting there, we were singing a hymn, we were singing a song, and I'd tune in, I'd belt out some words, and then I'd just tune out, kind of lose interest. Now, in the Christian world, prayer is a big deal. It's like, you know, prayer almighty to God. It's supposed to be something that we value in our, in our, in our core beliefs. Mm. Um, and I say supposed to because it's obviously not always the case. But I found I tune in and I tune out, I tune in and tune out. But when and I thought to myself, if I was here alone, I probably wouldn't even be. I wouldn't sing fifty percent of what I was singing. Um, but then looking around, people singing, they kind of really encouraged me to sing. So I, I, I'd continue singing when I'd hear everyone else's voices and see them singing. The point of all this story is that it made me realize that having these people around me, having a community, whatever it is that you particularly value, but in this sense, the religious tradition, it's prayer to God. It, it's uh, they push you, they help you to become a better person. They make up for what you lack. They make up for what absolutely. We were never meant to do this alone. We're, we're not independent beings as much as we think we are. Life told us that from the very from the very start of our birth. We're born dependent on parents, so yeah. we're not dependent. We need our community. They help us be better people. No man is an island. Very well. So well, that um, was fun and deep. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of beyond the noise. I suppose that was yeah, looking beyond the noise there. <laughs> Um, so I noticed something looking back at my Christmas photos the other day. I always look back at them with nostalgia and think, wow, that was a fun time. Um, but I felt that I never actually recognized in the moment how much I'm enjoying it as much as I perceive I did in retrospect when I look back at that photo. Mm. Um, so am I broken because of that, Rick? <laughs> I think we all experience it, but the, yeah, I think there's a bit of a, there's a bit of problems that we can look at. Yeah, and it made me further reflect on another story from my childhood. I didn't ma- have much friends growing up. Mm. I know uh-huh. it's, it's very surprising because I'm extremely popular now. You really are. My hands um, on your shoulders is a sign of comfort. Yeah, but I remember when I made my first when made, made my first group of friends, uh, a posse, if you like, <laughs> a gang, if you will. Yeah, please don't. 
Um, I especially remember one night where one of them got their license and we were flying down the, the highway with the windows open, music pumping, mm. wind in our hair with no sense of responsibility because <laughs> our dads paid for everything back then. <laughs> Classic high social economic um, status. And I remember a moment of reflection I had. It was just mm. a couple of seconds when I was in that car. And instead of kind of living up that moment and enjoying it, I actually started plotting in my mind how I was going to further replicate that moment going forward. Wow. And I was trying to buy, basically I was trying to buy futures in my upcoming fund, if you will. <laughs> Invest in a stock market of my future joy at today's price. Um, Brilliant. Basically, which is the equivalent of, you know, hot cross buns in January, which is basically the devil's baked goods. I see. You know, how they try and capitalize on Easter before mm, Easter mm, even mm. begins. But that's kind of what I wanted to talk about next. It, it seems to be happening a lot where people are capitalizing outside of the moment on something that hasn't mm. even happened. It's so we, kind of, we're having fun, but in the moment, we, we are enjoying it so much, we forget to have fun and think about how I can keep having this that in the future. That yeah. does suggest something is alarming, right? Yeah, and not only that, but also getting excited for something that isn't going to come for a while, but kind of delving into it earlier. Like for, for That sounds confusing, but for example, um, I just... Firstly, for anyone listening, it's a couple of days before Christmas, but I just actually bought something from Boxing Day sale. <laughs> which is freaking weird um, but people always seem to look forward to the next thing that promises happiness and in doing so they fail to kind of learn how to find that happiness today which is a real problem don't you think it's a lack of gratitude gratitude for the moment yeah mm. it, it always comes back to a lack of gratitude I feel because mm, mm. ironically most people also reminisce, reminisce about the earlier days you know oh mm. back, back in the days we used to have so much back, uh, fun back in the days we used to do this but learning to find that joy and satisfaction today, um, wherever your situation is, is probably more important because, you know, tomorrow isn't promised. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. It's not guaranteed. And I so, think, yeah. I think it's, uh, we fall into the thought that we, we think tomorrow is promised. And that's why we're thinking that ahead. If, we, if someone told us we only had one more day to live... How would we do it? I mean, I wouldn't have spent three hours on Netflix this morning, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but even in that moment in the car, you wouldn't have thought, how can I replicate this? You would have thought, I'm here now, let me enjoy it. Exactly. So we should always... So what you're saying is we should behave like today's our last day. Mm. But not financially, because we should save up. Because <laughs> that's irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to be irresponsible. Don't spend all your money on Wednesday if... You have a mortgage. To pay Live on. like it's your last day in all things except finances. Ah, classic. Nelson Mandela. He <laughs> <laughs> based it on Aristotle's teaching of financial wizardry. <laughs> ah, classic. Okay, um, on a lighter note, I actually received my first Christmas gift today, a couple of days early for some reason, and it was one of those coffee pod machines. So today I've been trying to um, try different pods to see which is nice. Um, they all taste the same, by the way. It's all bitter and crap without milk. Having too many options is, is annoying. It's like walking into 7-Eleven. They have like hundreds of drinks. It's too. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It really is. Options are terrible. Options. Just give me a Coke. <laughs> um, but I'm actually a terrible gift receiver. I actually despise gifts, Roy. Um, and it can be summarized the best by the Big Bang Theory when Sheldon Cooper explains why he hates gifts. So I'm going to play that for a second. Uh, Sheldon, I didn't see your present. That's because I didn't bring one. Why not? But don't ask. The entire institution of gift giving makes no sense. Too late. Let's say that I go out and I spend $50 on you. Well, it's a laborious activity because I have to imagine what you need, whereas you know what you need. Now, I could simplify things, just give you the $50 directly, and then you could give me $50 on my birthday, and so on, until one of us dies, leaving the other one old and $50 richer. So you're the Grinch. 
Yeah, I guess you could call it the Grinch, yeah. But I just don't understand why I have to buy people gifts if they're going to buy me this, uh, a similar gift of equal value. <laughs> That's funny. You yeah. are the Grinch. Yeah, call me whatever you like. So growing up, there was nothing more that I despised than receiving presents for Christmas and it being clothes or accessories. How underwhelming is that? Clothes. Your mother may as well clothed you with disappointment and <laughs> sadness. Like, you know, you want games or soccer ball or rugby ball. Who wants clothes? Who wants a sweater or a jumper? It's actually a lot different now because if I get socks now, I'm very happy because I live in my own house and I have to wash my own socks and I'm a bit of a clean freak and I wash them so much they run out and they have holes very quickly. <laughs> so if anyone wants to get me gifts, happy socks. Noted. So anyway. Unnecessary piece of trivia that <laughs> we could have all done without. It's good. It's useful. It's funny. So, um, did, you, did you receive any good gifts as a child? Yeah, often. We had, my parents were very generous. They'd always give us Game Boys, Pokemon, all that kind of stuff. And you have 55 siblings, so... Yeah, 55 or 7, which is about the same thing. Yeah. Um, my auntie was always very generous as well. My cousins, they'd always bring us the most amazing things. So we had a very good childhood in that sense. Uh, our parents were, and everyone else was, was very generous. But anyway, mm. on, the, on the theme of gifts, mm. I was reflecting the other day, and this seems, it's, it's through no revelation of my own. It's a recurring, so you stole this idea. It's a nice way. I was trying to say it a nice way. But yeah, um, Christmas is a time to give. Right. Children think, what am I going to get? But adults in their maturity think, what am I going to give? And that should be the theme of life. That is the difference between an adult and a child. And when you get to a, a mature age, not not physical age, but you're, when you're mentally in a place and emotionally in a place where you think, how can I help others? How can I give? Wow. That's what shows the mark of someone who's, who's mature as opposed to someone who thinks, ooh, what am I going to get? You know, what's, you know what you just made me think of? It's actually a bit metaphorical and symbolic because I personally am someone who agonizes about what to give someone because I like it to be sentimental and meaningful. And that causes me... I'm not going to use the word suffering because that's a bit dramatic, but uh, I agonize over what can I get this person that would really make them happy. Mm. And that's just kind of a metaphor that giving is a a sense of sacrifice in a way. So, um, How many stories have we heard of people who have everything and still decide to let it all go and go help the poor or go onto some mission? In Calcutta. Yeah, or, or Sydney will do, but yeah, the, the stories are countless. The people we know are countless. Yeah, because like ultimately things won't satisfy you. Mm, mm. Um, it's in serving others that you will find satisfaction, which is why people love helping the poor. Not me personally. Um, <laughs> I love luxury, but most others. Like, and we're talking in ideals. We're talking about the best yeah, versions that exactly, we can be. Exactly. But bro, do you even know where the paradigm of gift giving? even came from like why why do we even give gifts on christmas i i assume it's got a lot to do with santa claus aka saint nicholas who walked around uh, giving gifts but do you know the story um no i was thinking it was actually because when jesus was born because ultimately christmas is his birthday (laughs) um when the um three wise men came and gave him myrrh and frankincense and what was the other one gold yeah, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Who the hell knows what frankincense and myrrh is? <laughs> frankincense is incense. Oh. Well, you know, you know, I, for my birthday, I want you to buy me frankincense and myrrh. And his <laughs> they have uh, IGA, oil 7. But yeah, I feel it probably does have something to do with St. Nicholas or Chris Kringle, as they used to call him. But did you know, Roy, fun fact, you know how we know Santa Claus to be the fat, jolly red character? Mm-hmm. Um, St. Nicholas never wore red. He actually wore white. Um... But basically, Santa Claus, how we know him today, is largely based on the Coca-Cola 
company's marketing campaign in the 1930s mm-hmm. where they basically dressed him in red and made him say ho ho and put him onto a Coca-Cola truck. Typical. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Santa Claus, Coca-Cola company. <laughs> I love so Coke. It, it just keeps giving. Mm, it really does. Acid, bubbly, sweet, Santa Clausy. Seductive. Seductive. What, what are you doing with your Coke? <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird. But in short, um, Christmas, consumerism, National GPD. Also Jesus' birthday. Peaceful time. Yeah, I suppose you can remember the reason for the season. Yeah. Unlike Kmart, who thinks it's the silly season. There's nothing silly about the birth of our Lord and Saviour. Is there Kmart? <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's wrap this up. Any Christmas plans, Roy? Uh, just spend relaxing time with the family and then hopefully going away after. It's a time of deep reflection. Like I said, it's always a Live time of... reflection? Deep. Or live? Yeah, okay. You can I don't want to get into a melancholic state and be sad. Well, it's a time to recognise... Ourselves, our actions, and always looking beyond the noise. Oh, that's an exit, exit strategy. But, um, yeah, basically I'm looking forward to food, maybe some social smoking, <laughs> as opposed to commercial smoking, <laughs> which is uh, involves borrowing tobacco against the securitized asset, the asset. That's funny for people who understand that. And for people who don't, they think we're on crack. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Remember the reason for the season. Allow yourselves to be instruments of peace. I know Nathan doesn't like me to... Why are you getting more holy in <laughs> there, there we go. It came out. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Um, say hi to your mums for me and... Uh, That's a weird thing to say. I think Rove McManus used to say at the end of... Whatever. Anyway. Uh, Love your families. Enjoy your holidays. Hit it, Steve. <laughs>